I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, we all alone again today, boys and girls. You know why? Lord Thunder got called in by Thunder Down Under to do a little dancing for some side income. So, Captain and I will be keeping you company during this suck fest of a time. And you know, while it is a suck fest out there, remember that with The Real Brian Show, life actually is a honk fest. A beautiful time. So sit back and relax while we entertain and encourage you today. Oh, we forgot to celebrate 420 Day on Monday. Oh my gosh! I am so sorry. Okay, well, in honor of the most glorious day of the year. Ain't no party without drugs. I love you, drugs. <sighs> I love you too, drugs. Let's rock it. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you for listening and joining us. Really appreciate it. I am The Real Brian. I, what? Hey, Captain. Wait, what was I doing just a second ago? Man, Are you recording? Yeah. Do you, oh. do you know, man, like 420, man? What is up with that? Like marijuana day was Monday and, you know, we totally isn't, forgot to like celebrate it. And Isn't that like Hitler's birthday or something? I don't know, man. Uh, it's like several yeah. days ago or so. I don't. I don't even know what day a week it is anymore. We want drugs. Yeah, man. Mm. I, um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Makes you think, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, community. We do, that a little, we do that a little too well. That was that was really good, actually. <laughs> community is now on. Yeah, you know, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Community is on Netflix. And that has got to be one of my oh, absolute nice. favorite episodes is, is like celebrate pharmacology. And they went to a middle school to do an anti-drug skit, essentially. And they were trying to, and you know, like say no to drugs kind of thing. Well, Pierce played by Chevy Chase was like, well, I want the spotlight. And, you know, they're like, no, Pierce, you're you're marijuana, you're drugs. Like we're supposed to flush you down the toilet, you know? <laughs> no, I want to be in the spotlight. And then like he starts doing all this stuff and the kids love him because he's acting so well. Well, they flush drugs down the toilet and the kids all get mad and start throwing things at, you know, everyone else. And so then he pops out of the toilet and he's like, I'm back. Ain't no party without drugs. And they start cheering. And that's why they're like, I love you drugs. And then at the end, they're like, I don't think we did what we were supposed to do. And that's one of the best, best like scenes in ever. Oh, sounds awesome. I am not promoting drugs. We're not. We pass on grass. Are you a pothead fucker? (laughs) <laughs> do you remember that yes no no i don't uh, i don't puff the magic dragon jack i had to just joke about it i had my day uh part of why i can't articulate that well sometimes is probably because i did a little bit too much of that back in my 20s yeah did you but, uh, you did oh, yeah. i was actually thinking oh, like yeah. hey you gotta you gotta share some like you know pot stories there are no pot stories no oh no, you tripped no. on acid and other no things. no no oh. no just just no pot stories. Okay. Brian, you can't remember them. That's really the, the bottom line. <laughs> I don't remember any of my pot stories. I, honestly, I, I just know that 
thirty percent of my vocabulary went down the toilet in my twenties, and that's why. So. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You know what though? Um, and I, I say this with absolute sincerity. I've never had drugs and yeah. I don't intend to ever have any drugs. And uh, you know, a lot of people have said, Brian, you should do medical marijuana. But you live for- in Colorado, dude. I know. And well, you know, people talk about, well, what about with your, your sciatic and your back? And then you're like, yeah. oh, all that, you know, like, no, I'm not going to do it, man. I don't care. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to go down that road. Each to his it's own, just, right? Yeah. It's not my thing, man. So it is funny though. Cause um, actually, I don't know if I would call this funny, but my friend's roommate, when we were freshmen in college, the guy had tripped on acid. He had, it was the weirdest thing. So I didn't know what acid really was. I mean, I'd heard of it and all that, but he had like this Kool-Aid container mm-hmm. that was full of acid. Oh, wow. And I guess he tripped on it so bad that he had permanent trail vision. And so like Holy you could cow. walk up and like wave your hands in front of the guy and he would almost pass out from dizziness. Oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, there That's you go. That's like a drug story, Brian, right there. Yeah, I, like, I actually, like, I, don't I have do a drugs. <laughs> I have a drug story for you. It wasn't oh. a pot story. So back in 2005, I went to Burning Man with my roommate. Oh, um, yeah. And one of the best vacations I've ever taken, by the way. Nice. It's such an event. It's if you've never gone, I don't, it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but it's for a lot of people and you wouldn't believe all the people. I mean, it's not, I, I was so worried before we went, I was really apprehensive. Like it was going to be a bunch of hippies and yeah. nothing against hippies. I'm just saying that it was going to be an element of society that I wasn't used to hanging out with. Sure. Not even sort of mm. everybody is there the entire across the board. They even have their own little miniature airport, uh, like a temporary airport where wow. rich people fly their private planes and helicopters in. Oh my gosh. Um, most people get there via, you know, the road and they bring their whatever vehicle they have, a lot of RV, they rent, rent RVs a lot or bring their own RVs and then or they set up tents like we did. Uh-huh. But you do have people across the socioeconomic spectrum attending that event. Now again, yeah. this is back in 2005. It's changed a little bit, I've heard. I don't know. I can't speak to it since then. We went in 2005 and 6, both uh, year back to back. Sure. But that first trip, what I'm getting at is there was this guy going from camp to camp on a bicycle. Everyone had a bicycle with a backpack full of these mushroom chocolates. Oh, they were man. chocolates with, with psychedelic shrooms baked into them or mixed into them. And so my roommate and I got one of these chocolates and we split it in half. So we each got a half dose. And we did the chocolates with a couple that we were tenting next to and that we make, became friends with. And so we had supper and then we, or dinner for all y'all, or not, not the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dinner. And we ate the chocolates and then we waited, you know, the requisite half hour or so before the drug to kick in. And dude, I'd never had mushrooms before. I've never oh. had them since. Yeah. It was the most surreal experience I've ever had in my life. Everything you saw was rainbow colored, first of all. Oh, weird. It was so overwhelming in the, in, I mean, my, my mind, what it was doing to my brain was so overwhelming. We were planning on going out and seeing all the lights and stuff and, and all the sights while we were tripping on mushrooms. It was so overwhelming. I couldn't even go out of the tent. I had to, I had to lay down the tent to keep from getting sick. Yeah. And my roommate had gone out just a little ways. He he only went maybe a few blocks, if you will, into the camps. And he had to turn back. And uh, he came back in the tent. And we lay down on our cots in the tent, holding hands to ground each other. We were holding hands, looking at the ceiling of the tent, which was swirling with rainbows. Oh, weird. And, and we were just like, wow. <laughs> and I said, I, rem- and I, and I actually remember this whole thing. Yeah. I said, I wish Carl Sagan were here. <laughs> 
because I was I'm, I'm a big Carl Sagan's my idol, and yeah, uh, I, yeah. and I was fresh into him at the time, and I was like, yeah, I wish Carl Sagan. Were. And then the weirdest part about it, and the most disturbing part, Brian, was at the end of that experience, after the rainbows and everything, after the drugs started to wear off in my system, every sound my ears heard made this weird noise like it was a, like someone twanging and breaking a guitar string yeah like there was music going on in the tent next door uh, they were having a party with with some loud music and it sounded like just like that it was just all these weird intonations of this twanging noise that instead of a beat my brain was hearing this instead oh that's so and then weird. as i was trying to go to sleep end of the story folks as i was trying to go to sleep that night my brain kept conjuring images of people I've known and then their faces would decay into skeletons. Oh my and gosh. Then, then another person decay into skeleton, another person decay into skeleton. And that, that went on for like an hour before I finally dozed off. That is so weird. Like how, yeah. like how your brain would actually manifest that kind of stuff. Craziest thing I've ever experienced. Never touched it again. I never touched acid. Yeah. I've never done hard drugs. I've, I mean, no, mushrooms are up there. Marijuana was the worst thing. I mean, the, yeah, my bad habit uh, of my twenties. And so that's, that's my weird. drug story. So obviously not good though. It's kind of like, well, you, you know, know yeah, it wasn't good, but I'm kind of glad it happened. It was definitely a very eye opening experience. That's for sure. Interesting. Yeah. I had a friend so, who, you know, cause when marijuana got legal here in Colorado, my friend was living with, well, he would go over to his friend's house and his friend lived with his mom. I think at the time, I don't know they they had gotten medical marijuana <laughs> for something essentially. And so they made magic brownies. Well, uh, yes. no, it was cookies. They were chocolate chip cookies. That's what it was. So there was just this plate of cookies out and you know, my friend had been invited <laughs> over. And so he's like, yeah, whatever. I'll be right back. You know? And he's like, so he's uh, sitting at this dining room table and there's like these chocolate chip cookies and he's like, I'll eat one. Yeah. So then oh, he no. eats a cookie. Well, then he eats two and he eats three or whatever. Oh, well, no. he's thinking oh, like, poor man. yeah, well, he didn't know this. Right. So uh-huh. then later he's sitting there and his friend comes back and he's like, did you eat the cookies? Oh no. And my friend's like, well, yeah. He's like, how yeah. many did you have? And I don't know. It was like three or four or something. He's like, holy crap. Oh no. And he's You're like, in what? Trouble. he's like, you should only be eating a bite of those. Like, don't even eat any. What, what's the matter? Well, they're magic cookies or whatever. And well, I guess my friend went on a 72 hour marijuana trip because it was he over, almost overdosed. Essentially, he didn't know. Well, he said at one point he was at home and his roommate was literally hugging him so tight because my friend thought that his body was literally going to fall apart. Yeah. And he said There's, it was the worst and most horrifying experience he's ever had in his life. And he said, I'll tell you what, accidentally eating those made me never want to try drugs. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, well, there you go. You know, and you, that was good because he overdid it. I mean, if you do that kind of thing in moderation, it, you might unfortunately it can be, yeah, yeah, it would have been great, but, yeah. but it's a good thing that he had this bad experience because that yeah. shied him away from it and, he, and it didn't end up taking over his life like it could have. So see, and I love it because I hear these stories and I'm like, heck no, I ain't going to be around that. Tell you what, <laughs> you know what though? And that's fine. You're, you're, and you're, and you love life. You're, you're doing great. I mean, you I don't, don't need it. Need it right? Yeah, exactly. So, you yeah. know, and I don't know if this is a hundred percent true, but I'm going to go with it because I think it's funny, but I read somewhere that, you know, with the whole acid trip, like, he's tripping on drugs. That whole trip uh-huh. phrase came from the guy that discovered acid. Well, he was tripping on acid Well, And so anyway, he, he got on it and, and his, I think it was his roommate or I don't know somebody at the time. Again, this is, I read this a long time ago <laughs> and anyway, the guy's like freaking out and his friends or his roommates are like, well, what, what's going on? What, what's going on? I don't know, but I'm going on a bike ride. 
And then he took <laughs> off and that was a whole like he went on a trip, went on a bike ride uh, and he tripped. So anyway, I, I read that I somewhere years true. ago. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to use it. I'm going on a bike ride. So the next time that you're legitimately going out for a bike ride with your family, kids, you could look at people with wide eyes and say, I'm going on a bike ride and then just take off really fast. <laughs> there you go. I was lost picturing that in my head for a second there. Yeah, no. Oh, and the, the other the other Burning Man story I want to relate really fast is right. that uh, it's not really a story. It's just a comment. Uh, at least one day I walked around looking at all the fantastic art that they have there. Yeah, because really Burning, Burning Man's an art festival. That's what it is. And I had a Camelback full of Jack and Coke. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So, yeah, cool, cool story, Burning bro. Man. <laughs> you know what that that deserved that thank you our next our next door neighbor red banshee she was on the show once a couple of years ago uh-huh. and she goes to burning man every year and absolutely loves it now she goes for the really? purpose of she's trying you know she's a renaissance person as well so yeah. her whole thing is i get to learn how to play an instrument and then i get to perform and work on stuff and then perform in front of everybody and She's uh-huh. a very much, you know, very much an outdoor person. So she talked about some very cool experiences and, you know, her favorite thing is just the community that's built there and how yeah. people really come together and they, they do things together. They create crafts and music and, you know, just yes. they do fun things. And I thought, you know, that's good because my original perception of it was, yeah, a bunch of hippies like stoned and she's right. like, no, that, I mean, that happens, but it's no. like, that's not what it's about <laughs> at all. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. So it's neat. Yeah. No, I have nothing ever bad to say about Burning Man. It is, it is an amazing event. It is a fantastic, I'm just so thankful it exists. I haven't yeah. been for 15 years or 14 years now, but the two years I went, I'll never regret going and wow, what an awesome time. And we weren't even that involved. I mean, we weren't, yeah. I mean, there, there are people that go every year, like you said, that get involved in these groups and they, they have their own camps and they go back every year and yeah. they set up the camp and they have a theme each year that they that they uh, take advantage of and they can get creative with it and oh man just the art you see at that festival is it's like nowhere else in the world and it's all temporary that's the coolest part it's yeah. you see these massive structures yeah. that and mad max cars everywhere and stuff that that are just that <laughs> they're, they're just that one week at the end of august and then they're gone for the rest of Eternity usually. That's Sometimes amazing. they'll bring them back the year after year, but yeah. some of the art is just very temporal. That's so. so cool. Well, yeah. I, I wanted to share this really quickly because this is something that you know I'm I'm seeing as people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared right now with everything going on. Yeah, here's something to think about. So a lot of people are like, you know, I can't really go out because of the virus. That sounds really weak and whiny and boring. All right, try <laughs> this instead. Are you ready? I've sworn an oath of solitude until the pestilence is purged from the lands. Ah, that sounds more valiant and heroic, you know, like, like a, like a dwarf or a Viking. That sounds nerdy, but yeah, some of our listeners are going to latch right onto that. I've sworn an oath of solitude until the pestilence is purged from the lands. Come on, try it. It's good. It's fantastic. I've I've sworn an oath of solitude until the pestilence is purged from the land. Purged. From the land. I try that out. All right. So All right. Garrett and Megan, Garrett Wong and Megan, Elise, they were on Monday. Yeah. Did you like that? That was such a good interview. I'm so uh, glad you brought that up because yeah. he has so many good stories. I mean, yeah. and they're just ordinary stories. And I'm not going goo goo over a celebrity here at all. I mean, it, it, he's not a hard, he's so hardcore hot. celebrity. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. I just really appreciated that, that episode because, I mean, yeah. it was just more of his 
fun little anecdotes. Yeah, uh, we should all wear bracelets say that have WWKD on it. Uh, what would and- Kamal do? What would Kamal do? I loved his yeah. Kamal impression. Oh my gosh, it was, it was so awesome. Yeah, so good. Uh, it really did sound like someone else was in the room. I feel like so. that almost topped the... Uh, I don't know if it topped. It was <laughs> It was as good as a flight attendant story. It was as good an interview as the first one. That's for sure. Yeah, so, and their thoughts on yeah. Picard were very insightful. Oh, it? yeah, totally. Yeah, good stuff. That was well, a good conversation. I, 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 I didn't want it to end. If so. you've not listened to it, do do listen, by the way, because you're missing out. Trust me. And then on Monday, this upcoming Monday... Her name is Jen. She's now going by Jenna Faith, which I love that. And I think that's a cool name. Um, she's coming on. She's actually one of my clients, but this girl, I'll tell you what, man, she, t- tell you what, she <laughs> is very successful in her entrepreneurial pursuits. She makes a lot of money. She has a very confident and amazing attitude. And, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure having her as a client. She's going to come on Monday and she's going to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of how she grew up and overcame some of the crap in her life to get to where she's at today. And it is actually very fascinating. It's a good story. So I can't wait for her to share it. And then she also does this journal. And I think I might've mentioned this on the show earlier, but she has this journal of, well, I'm going to let her explain it on Monday. So you've got to listen on Monday. It's really good. Super, super encouraging as far as how you can take control of your life. And you know, everybody, I'm not kidding. A lot of people right now are feeling like they don't have any control in their life right now. Yeah, yeah. So this is really one of those episodes that's going to be very timely as far as listen and apply. That's all I shall say. You're moving or you're almost moved in, right? I'm moving. I am. It's okay. So right. Picture this, everyone. I'm, I'm sitting in an empty office, almost empty. The floor <laughs> is littered with computer stuff. Nice. It's very echoey in here. Hopefully you can't hear I, I that. I can hear that sadly, but that's okay. And you're okay. But yeah, now, well, now we know why. There's no furniture in here yet. Yeah, yeah, we know why. So it's very echoey. It's only, it's only the room's like mm, 100 square feet. Oh, that's um, it. You're not as you don't have a studio as big as mine? Oh, nothing. No, oh, my, my studio you could fit a million of my studios into your studio. That sucks. Yeah. Well, maybe not a million. <laughs> a thousand. A thousand of my studios. Okay. I'm sitting in a lawn chair that the previous house owners left for us, which is nice, great because nice. we didn't bring any chairs over yet. I have my Vera desk in here and my gaming Discord computer up on that desk. And so I'm sitting here in a very cluttered, empty office. That's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Cluttered, empty? Yeah, it is. Um, but I get it. I'm just moving my office over tonight and then uh, we're moving all our big stuff tomorrow. And then it's our first house. We own it. Well, <laughs> we air quotes own it. I mean, come on. Do you really? I mean, until you have the house paid off, you don't really own your house. True. Right? Come on. That is true. We are borrowing the house from the bank instead of paying a landlord. <laughs> yeah, but you're, uh, you're or, working, no, we just switch the banks. Our landlord now. That's all. Yeah, but you're and, working towards owning it versus not. Exactly. There you uh, go. So we're releasing to own, and anything that goes wrong, we have to pay for it now. Welcome so, to the world of responsibility. Exactly. So from a pragmatic standpoint, owning a house, going from renting to owning, is kind of like you know because I've been renting all my life, and I'm yeah. in my mid forties now. So this paradigm shift in my life. Yeah. It feels like more of an albatross than a step up, you know? Yeah. It's like I'm paying 50% more every month now, at least. And anything that goes wrong, I can't just call someone and have them fix it. Hmm. But my wife's going to have her studio now. We've got a nice, nice. big porch for her studio and nice. uh, her ceramic studio. We're going to be able to hook up her kiln finally after years. So yeah, we're excited. I'm excited slash apprehensive at the same time. No, so. go- no ghost scenes. I do not, not want to ever hear about a ghost scene from you. Dude, you don't. I could. <laughs> I really. I'm hoping there is a ghost story oh, I can tell you gonna, in the next couple. Of, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like why did the previous owners move out? They're they're moving to California. Oh okay. 
well, what if it turns out they moved out because there's a poltergeist? No, no, no. I meant from the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. And, you know, you guys are sitting around the the pot that your wife's making and getting ready to throw oh, it. The- That's what I'm that talking about. Scene. No, no, I thought yeah. you meant. Oh, no. So, no I okay. mean, if you want a poltergeist moment or something and then, you know, by all means, I'm just talking about <laughs> don't give me any of that ghost, you know, unchained melody, right? Righteous Brothers. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I'm totally kidding. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm glad you got a, so it's, it's a nice house and how many square yeah. feet we had a, what? 20,000 square feet, more like 1500. Oh, 3,500 <laughs> oh. on the top and then 3,500 in the, no. Wow. It's like a freaking 1, mansion. 1300 and 13. It, it's like 1500 on top, oh, 1500 okay. at the bottom. It's still a big house, man. Nice. Some it's really like, not. That ain't no big house, man. I got a 6,000 square foot house. Like I said, this whole house could fit in your studio at least seven or eight yeah. times. Yeah. So that's cool, man. No. Well, booyah. As the echo diminishes over the next couple of weeks, we can, we can hear more pictures of your glorious, beautiful house. And yeah, there, be fun. next week there will be no echo, echo folks. So yeah. We are going to start doing video. So eventually we'll be able to see Captain Influence's house. But from I know, the nose up. I was going to say you're threatening not to show. Well, I already said that I was going to be shirtless from the chin up. So we've got that threat, you know, already out there. But your threat is from the nose up is what people will see. But that's OK. That's OK. I, it's not a threat. I really want to do that. I think it'd oh, be funny. Okay. Uh, it's a throwback to to Tim Allen and um, home improvement. Home improvement. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wilson. Uh, Wilson. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I want to do the Wilson thing. I think that'll be funny if I can pull okay. it off. I will. Well, speaking of being shirtless from the chin up, one of the things that I had a great idea for, and, and by the way, I've been still nerding out on the whole video thing. I'm learning a bunch. The one thing that's holding me back right now is we got to figure out exactly what we're going to do. I'm not just going to do video just to do video because that's a waste of everyone's time, right? So I'm thinking like, okay, we already have the real Brian show Fridays, which is, you know, you and me and maybe a guest on or shooting the breeze or nerding out or reviewing stuff for people. And we're giving you permission to have fun in life because gosh darn it, people just forget to have fun. That's why we do Fridays. And of course, mm-hmm. now we have TRB Unleashed on Mondays or you know whenever they come out. Of course, we're interviewing people who do really, really cool things that we nerd out on with them and or they're unleashing their superheroes to empower us to do the same, right? So we already have that. So what would be good for video? You know, do we want to move these episodes that we're doing right now on audio to video or offer them on both? And then, as I mentioned, the shirtless from the chin up, I, you know, one of our friends, Johnny Pistol Shot, we've mentioned him a lot on the show. He's been talking about doing Johnny Pistol Shot's shirtless woodworking 101. And it's going to be like Mr. Rogers, right? Where he walks in. And he's like, hello, boys and girls. He walks in. And then, you know how like Mr. Rogers takes off his suit jacket and then puts on the sweater, <laughs> except Johnny's going to be like, he's going to look right at the camera and he's going to say, you want me to take my shirt off? And then it'll be like, all right. And then he takes his shirt off. And then he hangs it up and then he pulls out like a woodworking apron and he puts it on and then he proceeds (laughs) to go to work and show you how to build a clock or, you know, build a cutting board. And he could be also like Bob Ross where it's like he's building a clock and whoops. Well, that didn't work out. Well, let's turn this happy clock into a happy cutting board. And then (laughs) there's no mistakes here on Johnny Pistol Shot shirtless woodworking 101. And I don't know if he's going to do it, though. I think he's too afraid. Well, there's a lot of production pressure on something like oh, that. Oh, no, mean, no, no. It's got to be totally crappy. That's <laughs> the whole point. Really bad production value. That's the, I mean, that's like intentional for real though. Seriously. If there was one thing you'd like to see us do here on TRBS for video, 
what would it be? And there's no wrong suggestion, by the way. I mean, if you're just like, uh, I have a funny one here, send it to us. Any anything really, because you never know what crazy suggestion might spark the real actual answer. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So I really do. Someone might hear, suggest something goofy that we're like, holy cow, that's a really good idea. That's it. <laughs> you know, and I know, so, and, and it's funny because the advice, and I, I've mentioned this on the show, and this kind of this does frustrate me and has for years. The typical advice. So you want to start a YouTube channel. You want to start a podcast. You want to succeed. You need to teach a topic on a niche topic. Nah. That's that's all anybody ever talks about, right? I'm not opposed to that if that's really what everybody wants. If they're just like, okay, Brian, really want you to teach us about this. You know, okay, fine. Throw out those ideas because what if it's like, okay, I'll do that. But the reality is, is that we need to think fourth dimensionally as Doc Emmett Brown would say. We Uh, need to look outside of the box. There is more to life than teaching a niche topic. So what do we want? What is it? And and by the way, I can can say, well, Brian, whatever you do is fine. No, 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 no. This is for you guys, man. Like, (laughs) I don't know who cares what I want. I mean, I do, but nobody else does. Right. So what do you want? What is it that you want us to do for you when it comes to video? Because people are watching video right now. They're home. You know, when, when people are out yeah. working and commuting, they're listening to audio, but when they're home, they want to see our, our shiny, happy faces uh, and shirtless chests. I mean, come on, you well, could be, what if you were like chin down and or like nose down instead of nose up like Wilson? No, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, fine. Well, anyway, seriously, I'd love your suggestions. And by the way, show notes, you can go there. It's real show.com slash two, two, three. It's always the number of the episode, by the way, that's the the link for each episode, but it's really easy to contact me. You can email me. You can, if you have my number, text me. You can message me on Facebook. If you're my friend on Facebook, you can message me on social media. You can message me on Slack or Discord. I mean, I, there's so many ways to get a hold of me. It's not even funny. So please send me any thoughts you have. I don't care how crazy they may seem. It'll be fun. Now, speaking of a crazy epic journey, I hear you're on one right now. Dude, okay, so uh, I may have mentioned on the podcast before that my favorite book ever is, my favorite novel ever is Alex Haley's Roots. Mm. I say Roots, Roots, whatever. That's my accent. Roots. Roots, if you're from another place. yeah. Roots. Okay. I've read it. This is, I think this is the third time I'm going through it, and I'm going through the audiobook on this. Guess who does the narration of the audiobook? Is it it LeVar Burton? No, that'd be cool. No, it's even cooler. Yeah. It's Avery Brooks. No way. Really? Who goes by Mr. Brooks, apparently. Yep. Uh, Played Captain Benjamin Cisco on yeah. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yep. Okay. Yes. So interesting. Uh, he's got an he, interesting he's voice. the narrator and he's so good at it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he really is the perfect narrator for that book. And that's cool. And it's just it follows the legacy of one man from his birth through his entire legacy for 200 years. And it's just such a good book. And I, and I get excited every time I start reading it. So that's I neat. had to share it. I never read the books, but, and I was well, it one book, book or one book. Isn't it a series? One though, long too? Book. Okay. It was a, it was a series on PBS. No, but I thought it was set. a series of books too. Like, or maybe, maybe it is just it is. one book. I don't know, but well, it is one book, but there might be some spinoff books from it. I don't okay. know. I've never, I've never heard of them, but, uh, but it's possible. I watched the miniseries, you know, way back you know, with LeVar Burton and everything. And it's so funny because like, you know, I I see LeVar Burton's social pop up once in a while and and it's always like his social media. It says he signs it LeVar Burton, Kunta, Jordy and reading rainbow guy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and I was always like, that's awesome. He still goes by Kunta. That's well, I think that's he's funny. so proud of his role. You yeah, know, I think it was one of his first roles. And of course, he was yes. genius in that role. It was amazing. He was good. But, yes. And, oh, and, and, and the series, the Roots series, it, it was good. Uh, and it was yeah. groundbreaking at the time, but it does not do the book justice. The book yeah. is so much better than the series only because of its scope. Uh, the series sure. couldn't cover the scope the books do. They, it tries hard and it does a good job. Yeah. But it's, if, if you really want to get the impact of that story and in that, that epic journey that is Roots, uh, you got to read the books. That's so cool, or listen to it. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Star Trek actors and stuff like that. And I had to tell you that I finally did finish up Star Trek Discovery season two. Good. Yep. Yep. You know what? It's interesting because I think you and pretty much everyone else I talked to said that season two just kept getting better and better and better. And yeah, I, it really excited me the whole the whole time. I mean, after the first couple episodes, it was like it kept ramping up for me until I was like, wow, you got to watch this, Brian. It's so good. Yeah. My opinion was that it was up and down throughout yeah. the entire season. So like I thought the first I don't know. It doesn't really matter that much, but that episode that you didn't like in the beginning, you know, where they go to the planet, where they went to that and, planet. Yeah. yeah where like, those people were living. Yeah. I thought that was really mundane. See, yeah. and I thought that was one of the best episodes of the season. So <laughs> it's kind of How funny. human. <laughs> you know? I mean, there were some phenomenal episodes and what's interesting is anymore. I don't typically agree with IMDB ratings just because I feel like they're really skewed these days. I don't even look at them, but with this, well, I, I look at them after. So I oh. go and I watch it and then I go, what did the people say? Well, I actually almost fully agree with the IMDb ratings on Star Trek Discovery. It's okay. funny because the episodes that I was like, that was fantastic. The rating is usually really good. And then when I'm like, eh, that was an okay one. The rating is not. And I thought, oh my gosh, like I was pretty much dead on with the STD fans, but there's a lot of IMDb stuff that I completely disagree with. Yeah, I had fun with it though. It's worth watching. I think it's far better than season one. And you know, we talked about, discovery a little bit with Garrett and Megan on Monday a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I still love Pike. I thought Pike was an amazing character. I thought they did just a phenomenal job with his character. I thought he was honestly the best character of season two. I I agree. The season finale was just beautiful. And what was so funny is like the season finale was more about Pike and the enterprise than it was about Michael Burnham and the discovery. And I thought, huh, well, good, but Interesting. I wonder where they're going to go with that. So manifest season two is done by the way. It was so good. So worth it. Totally watch it. I've been, I think I mentioned I've been watching siren, which uh, is also really interesting. Um, Lord thunder turned us onto that. It's a yeah. good, good show. It's interesting. I really like it a lot. And then here's something funny. So an attack and I were, 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 well, Sarah too, we were all three talking like, well, what's a good show that we could watch. It's just kind of fun and positive and happy and she's like have you guys ever seen the good place and i'm like no i've never seen it but i've i know of it you know Kristen bell and ted danson and i was just like you know it's older now it's been out for a few years but never never watched it so we're like let's check it out like oh my gosh it's hilarious it is so good and michael schur who played mose you know uh dwight's cousin on the office the crazy guy yeah well one is that he was one of the main writers for the office and he is oh, yeah. the creator and the writer of The Good Place. It's oh. totally his style. It's totally brilliant. So anyway, some people may not appreciate the style and the humor, but it's so funny. Well, good. That's We're good to hear. I, I'm, I just like Kristen Bell so much. So I think yeah. you'll like this. She's also freaking amazing in this. So and Ted Danson's just amazing, too. So good stuff. Basketball or nothing. We randomly found this and it's nothing. A, yeah, it's oh, another. I thought you were asking. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a it's another Netflix, you know, 
last chance you, you know, the football one kind of created style and it's only six episodes, but it's about basketball, high school basketball in the Navajo nation. Oh, interesting! and it's the first episode was very cool. I just thought, wow, is it, is it a drama? It's a documentary. Oh, a, dr- so, a documentary. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. actually, I mean, it's just like, like last chance you, it's a documentary, but you know, inspiring stuff. And you really get a glimpse into worlds that none of us have any, or most of us anyway, we don't have any experience in. We we don't understand. Right. And so when you watch these documentaries, you're just like, wow, this is, this is eye opening. So I like them. That's a good suggestion. I might, I might put that on my list because that sounds like something I would be interested in. So, and the cool part, I'm is, not a basketball guy like you, but I, that no, sounds I like a, a good one. And here's the cool part too. Like last chance you there, you know, hour long episodes, there's, I don't know how many per season and all that with this, they're about 30, 35 minutes and there's only six episodes. So if you like the style, you can make it through the season. No problem. If you don't like the style, you can still make it through the season. No problem. You know? Okay. Is it, is it reality TV or documentary style? No, it's full documentary. Like it's true. It's, you know, they're just documenting bad. I mean, of course I'm sure there's some acting going on because they're in front of cameras, but you know, it's not like they're trying to, you know, some of those reality TV shows, it's kind of like, is this real or are they really just trying to put on a show? This is like, this is actually what's going on. They're just following these guys around. So it's cool. Interesting. Okay. Now I wanted to share a couple of movies we finally watched. Oh yeah. First man about Neil Armstrong. Yes, I, I have it. Yeah, that came out two years ago. Never seen it. Finally watched it. Really, really good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Here's my thing, though. It's very slow, which ironically, I feel like really represents Neil Armstrong's personality. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's a very dry, you know, intellectual, like just kind of, I mean, some would say he's boring. Like, right, just, exactly. Even though very yeah, in- yeah, very intelligent, very oh, yeah. focused man. A genius so. guy. You know, it's funny, though, is that, and I've mentioned this on the show before, I used to work for the United States Space Foundation years ago, like when I was in high school, and we had some really cool experiences, you know, getting a chance to meet astronauts. I met Buzz Aldrin, who was oh, Neil yeah. Armstrong's, the second guy to step on the moon. Yes. I met Jim Lovell, you know, the the famous astronaut um, commander oh, Apollo of 13. Apollo 13. And I met some other guys too. No, no, it was just, it was the real people. It wasn't actually any of the actors. Well, everybody was like, where's Neil Armstrong? And everyone was like, oh, he he never attends these things. He will not Uh go to these types of events. Well, after watching the movie, it's just like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Like he just, (laughs) he hated the limelight. He didn't want to be around all that junk. And so I can totally see why he would never be around. But Buzz Aldrin, he kind of was a little bit of a, cocky dude in this movie yes yes and in real life not even close he's one of the nicest most well he was one of the nicest most humble people i think i'd ever met yeah and and he said himself he has admitted in interviews that he used to be more abrasive than he is now so yeah he's so there there is some truth to the his depiction in the movie but I don't know how accurate it is. It's just, yeah, he's one of my favorite people now. So. so when I met Jim Lovell, it was, you know, eh, not that long after Apollo 13, the movie came out. He was one okay. cocky. You know what? Was I, he? I did not like him. He was not a nice man. He was totally all caught up in the fame and everything. And I don't know if that's how he is or was, you know, but when the whole movie came out and he got all that fame and everything, he, he just really let it go to his head. I'll be darned. It that's interesting sad. to hear. But again, huh. that's been a few years ago. So, I mean, um, actually it's, it's been a while ago. So yeah, he, it would have been a while ago. He may or may not be like that anymore. I don't know, but interesting though. Um, yeah. yeah, I really, I really liked first man. If you have any interest in like the space program history, landing on the moon and all that, very, very good. One thing, though, about the movie that I did not appreciate. So I'm a huge fan of the right stuff, 
which was what, yes. 19, oh. 1980, I think is when that came out. Yeah, maybe? I've seen that movie five times. So yeah, I, I'm, I love that yeah. movie. It's a four hour movie and it is fantastic. It's one of the yep. best movies around the space program. And from what I understand, it's very accurate to what huh. actually happened with the exception of, as you see in the movie Hidden Figures, they just didn't include the uh, minority side of contributions in the space program. Right, right. So yeah, they concentrated on the pilots. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. The, the white people. So sadly, sure. that's the that's the one downfall for the right stuff is that they, they didn't show everything. But what they did show was still relatively accurate. So it's a really, really good movie. And they explain oh, and everything. It, and, and it holds up today. Oh, too, my gosh. I yeah. And they, the right oh, stuff is still a good movie, a very good movie, even now. And it's amazing, too, because they explain who everybody is. So when you see like the characters, you're like, oh, that's that's Gordo Cooper or that's John Glenn or, or Chuck, Chuck Yeager. Yeager. Yeah, exactly. You knew who everybody was. The one major downside about First Man is that I would say most of the movie, you're like, wait, who is that? <laughs> because they didn't right. they did not do character. De- the only character development they did was Neil and like. Yeah this very traumatic over dramatic way too much screen time story about the loss of his daughter, which yeah. was horribly sad. And right. you know, it's, it's kind of, but it's like, okay, we all know that, you know, that's history, right? It's not a spoiler, but there's too much on it. There's too much focus on it. And it's just like, okay, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's depressing. Yeah, I understand. Besides that, I didn't know the, like, I was kind of like, wait, who is that? And then I had to go look them up on IMDb and say, who did this guy play? Oh, that astronaut. Well, I didn't catch that. They weren't saying his name clearly enough or whatever. It was just kind of weird the way they, they did hope, it. They hoped you'd pick up on it. Yeah, but, yeah, but on you the can't. Fly. Yeah. So yeah. by the way, I'm a, I'm huge into the space program and I know a lot of backstory into the space program, having worked for the space foundation. And even I was lost part, you know, not even a lot. I wouldn't say a lot of the way through, but a decent of the movie, decent amount of the movie. I was lost. Because I was like, what, what is going on and where are they going with this? So that's just poor filmmaking. So keep that yeah. in mind. It will be confusing unless you're like but, a genius, but it's still really good. Yeah, but overall, I mean, it, with that negative aside, it, it was still a really good movie and I, I do yeah. own it. So it, it was good enough for me to buy. Totally. Let's put it that way. You want to know one thing? I'll, last thing matters. I'll share on it. It was really cool <laughs> is they had a lot of like, of course, actual Hollywood new film like this is the, this is fictional filming even though it was about a true story, but then they actually had original audio and video recordings from the actual moon landing. And oh, yeah. the reason I know, because is that we used to play documentaries when I worked for the space foundation, kind of in the background. And I heard the audio recordings over and over and over and over. And when I heard like, it was like when they were talking about when he was like, we see you, you know, on the, I don't remember what it was, but we see you walking down the limb, stepping onto the moon or whatever. And it was mission control that was talking. I'm like, that's the same guys. Like that's the original guys recording that voice, you know, from the sixties. I'm like, that's the actual original person. That's not someone acting it. So I thought that was really cool that they included actual original recordings. Yeah, that is neat. Not redone. So, and, and by the way, folks, the moon landings, they really did happen. I know. Uh, (laughs) And the earth is actually round. I listened to a really good podcast several months ago that, that talked about, do they have any weight versus the effects that we understand as the, as we understand them and also the basic logic of the whole thing? And it was like a three-part series on this podcast I listened to. And by the end of that series, you're like, of course we went to the moon. It's, it's, there's oh, yeah. no way we couldn't have because of this, 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 and this. Yeah. So it was a really good, it was a really educational podcast, but That's neat. in case you're wondering. 
you know, we're watching first man. We're kind of on a space, you know, odyssey. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, we should watch the Martian, Sarah. You've never seen that. She's like, oh, okay, oh. we'll try that. And of course, that's she's like, is this a true story? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> not really. Uh, but obviously, that's not a true story, but it's a phenomenal book, by the way, by Andy. Yeah. Weir. It's just amazing. And the movie was just awesome as well. Anyway, it was so much fun to watch for a second time for me, and she really liked it the first time and beautiful. I forgot how amazing that soundtrack is. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. It's just such a great movie, and some people are like, I've never seen The Martian. I'm like, dude, that is on your watch list right now. <laughs> Holy yeah, cow, you got to watch it. If you haven't, and, and please, please read the book by Andy Weir. It's, it's fantastic. so groundbreakingly good. Yeah. So, yeah. Highly recommended. Hey, I, you know, I realize we haven't shared much music in the last couple of weeks, and I haven't. We haven't? No, and I actually haven't been really doing it. I've just been kind of listening to it, but I haven't been seeking out new music lately. And I thought, oh, no, I, t- I feel terrible. But I do have a, a, well, it's two songs from The Birthday Massacre. Massacre. Uh-huh. Um, the Massacre. The Birthday Massacre. Remember Mad Scientist turned us all onto that? Yeah. That group, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh. Lord Thunder went down a rabbit hole. And then I went down the rabbit hole. He found an amazing song called Rain. Oh, it's so good. And then I found one called The Last Goodbye. So I like Rain better, but they're both now on the TRBS 2020 Spotify playlist. So check it out. Rain and The Last Goodbye by Birthday Massacre. <laughs> Mascara. Yeah, The Birthday Mascara. I like that. It actually makes a lot more sense. <laughs> this has been fun, Captain. It's always fun, dude. I like, know. It's like, where, where's the time go? Honestly. I know. And then I was like, whoa, look at the time. We got to go. Well, as always, you can go over to realbrianshow.com slash 223 for the show notes, the links, the new song. Go to that Spotify playlist. You can check out your Captain Influence playlist, mine, TRB's gloriousness, all kinds of good stuff. All of the links are on the website. So if you're ever like, oh, what was that again? Go to the freaking website. Look at the <laughs> freaking links and click on them. And say it just like that. What was that again? What is that listing? What Spotify? I'm playing cassette tapes. Now, if you're playing cassette tapes, man. You're awesome. How did you keep those cassette tapes playable all these years? uh, High five, Brian. Smack. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. I'm curious. Wouldn't Cylons get dizzy looking left, then right, left, then right, then left, then right, over and over? And on a similar note, how did Kit even drive straight? These are the things that keep me up at night. Well, you know what the music means. Uh huh. Oh, it's been fun. So now, I got a tear in my eye now. Miss Ice told me that she was going to come on next Friday. Again. Really? Again? Yeah. So hopefully that'll happen. Uh, Let's hope. I do. I do hope. And don't forget Monday, Jenna Faith. Oh man, it's going to be good. I hope you're listening to those Monday episodes because they're worth it. But hey, in the meantime, very, very. have a beautiful Friday and a glorious weekend. This is the Real Brian Show, and we are signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of Five Fourteen Media at Five Fourteen Media Empire dot com.